0: I've the future. I've the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's RJ Bell.
1: You heard it, and we have a big aftermath show for you here on a Monday, live in Las Vegas, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. Thinking of greatness are we in a position or close to it to coronate another all-time great? I mean, if Giannis keeps this up, we can go back and say, well, remember Moses Malone at 83? Yeah, I'm not sure that we would be talking about a better player, a better performance, and that's always the paradox, is when it's happening, it doesn't seem like it should compete with the all-timers because it's had – the decades of mythology. But what we're seeing from Giannis, if you look at the numbers, might be as good as anything we've seen. Sports betters listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. I'm the pro. He's the Joe LA, Jonas Knox.
2: Always good to be here, RJ, and yes on a day in which we've got a Game 3 recap in the NBA Finals. We've also got a home run derby from Coors Field to look forward to later on. What is the Vegas lead here
1: on this Monday? Let's start with... Giannis specifically and what we're seeing in these games
2: yeah Giannis Antetokounmpo coming back from the knee injury he suffered uh, last series against the Brooklyn Nets he gets it done yet again a 40 plus point performance in consecutive games 120 to 100 was the final last night the series now a 2-1 series in favor of the, of the Phoenix Suns
1: it's so impressive Jonas I might take the 10 minutes to learn how to say his last name i mean (laughs) i've been fighting it i've been fighting it but come on now listen this uh this just goes to show you as much as the narrative and the way the narrative is amplified in today's media and what i mean by that is that there's so many platforms but there isn't that much original thinking it's a lot of people Quite frankly, doing a lot of things that they're not expert at. But hey, it's basketball season, so gotta talk NBA. Even though in a perfect world, maybe 30 years ago, when there was many less plat, you know, much less platform numbers, it would have been that person was only talking about his expertise. So what happens is you get a lot of hey, that sounds like it, it's not dumb. I'm gonna say that, and there's an amplification uh, of the. Takes that are original, and and thus it feels overwhelming, and that that it's like this must be the truth because listen to how many people are saying it. Oftentimes, it's a couple are saying it, and a lot of people parroting that same line. So, what was that line? That line was okay. Giannis is good in the regular season; he's probably worthy to be an MVP as he's been twice, but in the playoffs, he can't. um, initiate the offense the Giannis Wall will stop him especially in the fourth quarter and the foul shooting is a big problem too you line up not initiating the offense uh, with the foul shooting and it became you know a guy and listen Skip Bayless is obviously is an expert at knowing how to get attention and when you have a guy like that, you never quite know if what he's saying is 100% what he believes or is it 88%, but he figures, you know, I know I'm going to get some attention for this. I don't think, you know, as far as I, I, I've i never met Skip, I, I know a good number of people that know him. They all speak highly of him. So in no way is this like a cut on him as much as this is the media today. But Skip was saying that Milwaukee is a clearly better team without Giannis. Now, Jonas, I'm, I'm guessing you caught wind of that one, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think, and Skip Bayless, to your point, um, I, a lot of this could be just, you know, he knows how to stir it up a little bit. And everything I've heard as well, too, is that he's a great guy. I know Rob Parker. And, and a hard worker. You, you know,
1: know yeah. he does his research. So, so my my point is not that I don't think he's going to say something. He does. You know what it's like? It's like when you when I try to get you to bat, Jonas, is is your inclination is not to. Yeah. But if the situation is sweet, if it's like even money, Jonas, you're like, nah, two to one, mm, nah, three to one. OK, <laughs> yeah. right. So to me, I think Skip is going to do the extreme things when he feels like that maybe he's right. He doesn't know he's right, but if he thinks there's a chance he's right and he's going to get a lot of attention over it, why not?
2: Yeah, I'm not interested until I am.
1: (laughs) And, And to me is the very fact that he would be willing to say this meant he thought it was reasonable. He thought it was possible that Milwaukee is better without Giannis. And what I'm saying is, you know what? At the point he said it, I'm not sure it wasn't possible. In hindsight, it seems ridiculous, but you could have made the case, and we did, that the other players on the team felt freed up. It seemed the pressure was off without Giannis, and the Drew Holidays and the Middletons did seem to loosen up a little bit, and they did play well in those last two games against Atlanta, so... The point I'm making is this Giannis, no one on earth that's reasonable would even speculate maybe the team's better off without him. And that's how far we've come in three games. In three games where the lights shine brightest in the NBA Finals, Giannis has gone from just maybe the team's better off without him, some people thought, to would he maybe be the guy that dragged a team to the championship? Not the finals. We keep hearing about LeBron against the Spurs. But if <laughs> Milwaukee comes back and wins this series, would the 2 through 12, the other than the superstar best player, would this be the worst team we've ever seen win a title? Like, I, I mean, mean think, just think in your mind. If you take away geez. the best player from every title team, and Giannis is taken away from this team, is this maybe the worst team?
2: I would say
1: maybe the Pistons in 4 See, I would think that's the opposite because the Pistons in 4 didn't have any one player that was all that important.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're saying, you mean as, as one a team who's got a superstar, a clear-cut superstar. I'm saying you take the best player him.
1: away from every title team. And then replay those. And how good are those teams?
2: Well, I, I think if you were to do that with the Pistons, it would probably be Chauncey Billups, my guess. And so you take him off those teams, and and I mean, who knows if if they're even a playoff
1: team? Um, oh, see, that's interesting. I would think the I would think if there is no superstar in the team, taking the superstar away doesn't mean a lot.
2: Right? And, and there could be. If, um, the only other team I could think of recently was Toronto, but I, I, th- I think Toronto had a
1: better roster. Oh God, Kawhi. without Kawhi, Toronto yeah. won sixty games. The, I mean, this team is this a playoff team without Giannis? I don't. I mean, if they are, they're not above a seven. Yeah, I mean, Mackenzie, what's your thoughts? On, I mean, you got some wacky ideas, <laughs> but but if you take if you take Giannis off this team, is this a playoff team, Milwaukee?
0: I do think so. They beat uh, Trey Youngless Atlanta Hawks pretty soundly. Yeah, so you have two teams that have a, right. a guy at the top and otherwise. W- weren't we
1: just speculating how bad that very Atlanta team would be without Trey Young? And and you
0: thought even, and, and, and to me it was very optimistic, you said like 22 in the league, right? Yeah, and if you dominate the 22 best team in the league, especially in the East, you only have to be the 17th, 18th best well, team to make in the two playoffs. Games. Yeah, so I'm not saying they're going to be a fifth seed, but they'd make the playoffs barely, in my opinion. All
1: right. And so, isn't it interesting to debate it? Now, you think about the Bulls team without Michael. Well, we know that one to some degree, right? Because they made the conference finals the next year uh, when he was playing baseball. So. Uh, now, LeBron's teams that won it. Now, that's interesting because would Kyrie and that team be better? I, I kind of think so. But, you know, the, the point is that the fact we can have this conversation and, and it not be clear is telling you how Giannis has gone from a question mark to an all-timer. And you might say it's only three games. And it's like that's how these legends are made. And, and we're talking legend. And let me ask you, Jonas, we are straight out of Vegas. I'm R.J. Bell. What what have you seen in these three games from Giannis specifically that you're going to tell your kids about? That if this continued, it's not just the points. What is it to you that's most impressive?
2: It's the fact that this is coming off an injury, which, mm-hmm. makes, which makes me wonder, not that there's... I I mean, I, I guess I'll say this. If I were a gambler and I was betting against Milwaukee, seeing the way that he's played the last couple of games, it'd make me question what some of the reporting was on his injury. Because there was a thought that he wasn't going to be back. And he looks like he's back. And to go from where he was at that all of a sudden now he just is 100% scoring 40-plus in consecutive games and playing the way that he's playing, he's either got an extremely high threshold for pain or maybe the severity of the injury was overstated by
1: a lot of people. But here's the question. It's back to the idea of who is doing original reporting and who is parroting something. Where was there any source of any kind of trustworthiness saying how that he was really bad. Like we yeah. heard people speculating. We heard people go to the internet and say, Well, uh, hyperextended knee looks three to five weeks. And we have, you know, doctors on Twitter who may or may not have their own agenda about attention getting. And let's not forget this. We've created a media, and let's call social media media where you only get attention if you say extreme things, it seems. And that's what's the motivation to say extreme things. I'm not saying anyone's disingenuous. They, you know, we all got to decide that for ourselves, but I don't recall, and maybe I'm just not remembering it. I don't recall any reports from anyone trustworthy to me that said this thing is bad. He might not even play. We were speculating, but do you remember reports?
2: No, there was the, the look of it. I think is what got yeah. a lot of people's attention because it was such a nasty looking injury, and then people were surprised that there wasn't any structural damage. But I, I think I think we a lot of us applied our own assumptions towards. all right, you see a knee bend that way. We've seen this uh, the way this works before there's no way this guy is going to come back and be 100% and you know he wasn't he, he wasn't available to play later on in that series and so you just assumed going into it okay well maybe this is going to be a struggle but for him to to come back game 1 um to play pretty good in game 1 even though you know the points weren't there and they lost the game to do what he's done the last two games I just that that's a pretty quick recovery for what was considered you know a hyper extension and and there were some concerns that he may be out for the entire postseason and that was a conversation that look he may miss the rest of the postseason um you know however long it lasts and it doesn't mean that it's more significant than some of these other injuries but with the amount of time left and they only have seven eight games at most remaining there's no way he's going to be back well he's back and now he's putting up 40 plus points dominating the past couple of games.
1: You know, usually I like conspiracy, Jonas, because you don't go to that too often, so it's usually good. I think you're off on this one, and and here's why, in my opinion, is everything tells us he's gotten better from game one to three. I mean, if it's the minutes, 35 in game one, and not as many as you might think in this game, because the game was decided, right, is is Jonas had the 37, but obviously he could have played... As long as he needed to, it seemed like, and he wasn't doing the euro step. He what everyone by the eye test was saying: his lateral movement seems to be not as quick. Whereas in game three, it feels like all that stuff is at least better, if not 100%. So by definition, if you're limited in game one and not in game three, and you miss a get, you know you miss two games, right? So you get hurt, you miss two games. A week goes by, you play a game well but limited. A couple more days go by, you play better. And a couple more days, you play even better, near a 100. Isn't that the definition of recovering from an injury? It's just he's doing it faster than a normal human. He's doing it like a freak.
2: Yeah, I, I just think probably rest would have been the best for for all parties involved. He's playing real playoff minutes on, on a knee that that was reported as not being anywhere close to 100%. And and I've always thought, you know, rest uh, and recovery is the best way to approach it and he's not resting. I mean, he's getting an extra day in between these games, but other than that, you know, he's still playing big time minutes in the NBA Finals. I I just I, I'm not saying there's anything suspect or, or
1: conspiracy-wise. W- what w- would be suspect if something was?
2: Why, why was the reporting on it so drastic when clearly it's nothing close to that?
1: I, I'm back to the idea that I don't trust most of that reporting. And if, yeah. it's no, if it's not coming from someone, you know, like, remember we were talking about the 49ers and who they were going to draft a quarterback. Yes. And when Schefter got that wrong, we all said, wow, Schefter don't get much wrong. That— is noteworthy. Guys like that, there are those guys, if they get something wrong, you're going to say, wow, they got that wrong? That's the guys I trust. And I'm not sure for me that any – in fact, I don't remember anyone of that level saying anything about his injury. But I agree with you, maybe Milwaukee saw early that he – would, though he did miss that second game, that Milwaukee saw early he was coming back faster than they thought, and maybe they put out through a back channel, hey, he might not even play because they figure it emotionally it would be difficult on Phoenix if he does play in game one one like he did yeah. with the surprise there might have been that but they usually don't give that stuff to the A guys right because they don't yeah. want to piss off the A guys so they get maybe they did give a little back channel stuff so it strikes me that if we as gamblers and you know guys that enjoy gambling like you from a distance is if we kind of have a high threshold for who we trust is probably a good thing in today's media environment
2: yeah, I wonder. Just looking at it now that we see where he's at, because that was one of the big storylines coming into it. I remember, we were surprised that he played Game One because oh, you know sure. that was it was very much up in the air, and then he got upgraded to questionable uh, a couple hours before tip off, and then it was announced that he was going to give it a go. H- has there been any any movement that would indicate to you that that somebody within Vegas either? anticipated that he was much healthier than, than than we were being let on or that this was going to be the way that he was
1: performing. It was the opposite. Yeah. The skepticism, even when, and, and you did the TikTok wow, well, to my recollection, is on game day. It went earlier from doubtful to questionable. And as we said here on the show, Vegas, the marketplace, yawned. They didn't really care. And because the thought thinking was he wasn't going to play, or if he did, he'd be limited to the degree that the difference between him and his replacement would have been small to none. That's how the market reacted. Now, when it was announced he was going to play, and then all that was left was, well, how effective will he be, the – Less professional bettors, the recreational bettors, said Giannis is playing, but they tend to think of it as a binary, a zero or a one, and they thought he was zero, now he's one. The pros look at it as, well, if he's 80%, how much better is he than his replacement? And thus, the market, though it moved on the announcement he was going to play, you know, there's speculation. Fezzik thinks that Giannis is worth seven points. Personally, the marketplace, at least, the, a couple days ago agreed with me more it was more of five points. What we're seeing now, I'm not sure if Fezzik wasn't more you know closer to being right. But the fact that the market only moved a half a point when he went from questionable to playing tell you know, says one message clearly. They were skeptical of how effective he would be. Think yeah. Anthony Davis. Well, what we've seen is game one good not great and from their history and we've all seen the list now of first three games of finals in their careers Michael Jordan's below Giannis right now even though I think there's three people ahead of him and 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 Giannis was hurt in game one. I mean, think if he puts up 35. I'm going to be interested to look, and we'll take our first break. I'm going to be interested to look at a couple things. One is what is the over under on points? Because if it's like 39 and a half, would that be crazy? I haven't <laughs> even looked yet. We're going to get to that. And first up, when we come back, I'm going to tell you what is the one thing. The one thing from the inside that can stop Giannis in game four.
2: He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Straight out of Vegas!
2: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree
1: with an event show. I disagree with protocol. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas.
2: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments from now, we will continue to take a closer look at the NBA Finals.
1: And in just one minute, I'm going to ask Jonas the following question. What Would you put the over under for Giannis' points in game four? So contemplate that and out there in radio land, think about that number. And we'll have it in just one minute. This is the Fastest Growing Show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled last year plus. That's because of you spreading the word. And we're going to keep working extra hard so you get a great show. You can listen on 225 stations coast to coast. And go to foxsportsradio.com if you don't know the exact station. You can check it out there. And you can stream there Here in Vegas on the Strip, it's cooling down, 112 degrees. The neon is chugging.
2: So, RJ, the NBA Finals are at a 2-1 series deficit for the Milwaukee Bucks, but they get a big performance from Giannis yet again, 40-plus points and a 20-point win for Milwaukee. Game game four coming up later this week.
1: Okay, so here's the question. I'm going to tell you what I think could stop Giannis, but think about what a bookie does. A bookie tries to find a number on any proposition he's booking, that he feels that, you know, there's always a debate. Does he want to split the action or does he want to split the result? Well, I could spend a couple of shows talking about that. We won't get into that. But with Jonas, the number I want you to give is, this is the number you'd have the least opinion on to bet. Meaning, let's say a coin flip. If someone says, I think it's 51-49 heads, I'm like, great, great. I want to book that, right? Because I think it's 50-50. So I'm going to want to fade the 51%. So if someone said 20 points, you would say, oh, I have an opinion on the over. What is the number of Giannis points that you would say, I don't know what to do over, under? That number's perfect. What's the Jonas perfect number? 35 and a half. Ooh. I got to tell you, that feels... And and it's a pretty sharp number. I think the the, the books are just anxious to, or not anxious, but they're going to get a deluge of over because going to mckenziepregame.com, the current over under for Giannis is? 34.5 points. Okay. I think that's low. Now, I could be a prisoner of the moment. But this doesn't feel like, to me, like something that is a fluke. Sometimes someone hits a bunch of threes, and you could make the case, and I think it's a valid one, that Giannis shot better on free throws, yep. and that's, that's not necessarily repeatable. So if you look at his free throws in this game, 13 of 17. Now, let's assume that he hits about his normal amount. So that'd be 9 or 10. Let's just say 9, 9 of 17. That's a. I'm gonna do this in my head. That's a four point adjustment. All right. So now all of a sudden, 41 becomes 37. But he only played 37 minutes. What is his typical minutes in a competitive game? 43 probably. 42 in this uh, in the finals with two days off in between these games. So now. I think he scores more points in those extra six minutes or five minutes than he does those handful of free throws extra that he made. So this seems to me to be a style of play. Mackenzie, if you have to bet over or under thirty four and a half, what's your what's your gut it what's your
0: quick forced bet? Forced bet I'd have to go over they can't stop him down low. Dario Saric, you mentioned it. Big absence. You know, not a big player, but his replacement level, Frank Kaminsky, not exactly going to cut it. So, yeah, I would take Giannis to c- continue to dominate inside over.
1: That's Mackenzie Rivers, pregame.com. We are straight out of Vegas. The smart guys, the guys I really trust, axes and O's, are all saying the same thing about Phoenix's outlook. Is Aiton, if if and ain't on the floor, <laughs> there's trouble. And, man, you just look at this. And to some degree, this is going to be kind of cherry-picking, but I'm not sure how much. So the second quarter was a whitewash. You know, Milwaukee surged ahead and kept ahead. And we talk about the first half, second half in these Game 3s and it feels like maybe Milwaukee was a little bit nervous you know crowd and all the hoopla maybe made them nervous initially but once the energy they got settled down and the energy from that crowd is it a coincidence that the second quarter was by far the best quarter i don't think so so in a way you could look at that and say well game 4 is not going to have the same advantages for that must win team that you know our our, our playoff lives are on the line But if we take out the second quarter and look at Aiton specifically, he's actually plus five. So, his his plus minus, which is if he's on the floor, how well does the team do? So, Aiton's plus minus was minus six. So, you're going to say, okay, even with him on the floor, they lost. All right? So, what's the big deal? But if you take away that second quarter in which Aiton was minus 11 – He was plus five in the other three quarters on the court. So to me, this is a little bit of cherry picking, but you say take away that down 2-0 game three advantage that Milwaukee had and assume Aiton's on the floor, you know, the other times, other than when that advantage was at its peak and still Phoenix was fine, which makes the point that Aiton on the floor, this is a very competitive series, if not Phoenix being a slight favor. Not Favorite, as in to win the series, because they're clearly the favorite to win the series because they're up 2-1. It doesn't matter if they were the lesser team. It would have to be by a big degree. But I'm saying if this series was starting over and I knew Aiton was going to be on the floor for 42 minutes, I think Phoenix is the favorite by a smidge. I'm not sure if I'm right, but I think that if he's off the floor, it's a catastrophe And part of that is Phoenix didn't get a good backup center. Part of it is the injuries. But right now, Jonas, I test question to you. When Aiden's not on the floor, it seems like Phoenix is a really inferior team.
2: Yeah, he's the only guy that that it provides any sort of presence down low. Other than that, they're just a real small team that relies heavily on guard play. We talked about the guard play early this series to where Chris Paul and Devin Booker were eating up Milwaukee. And then Milwaukee realized, well, we, we've got an advantage size-wise, so let's just try and dominate, get to the basket. They got production from some other guys. Guys, as far as the three ball went, Drew Holiday played better. Um, you know, Middleton gave you eighteen, but I, I just think Milwaukee identified where they've got a significant advantage. And and also to the point you were making about Giannis um and, and just his performance, I would I would also take the over on the 34 and a half uh, that we were talking about. And I agree with you, that seems a little bit low to me also because if they if he
1: doesn't score more than thirty five, do they have a chance? Like, it's going to take one of those monster games, yeah. you know, one of those unusual middleton quarters or whatever. Yeah.
2: Uh, so I, I look at that and I go, they almost have to have that in order to 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 even be able to compete in in this series. It feels like based on the first couple of games. So I yeah I, w- I would lean heavily towards the over on that.
1: And that's why what you just said is why I think if Milwaukee is able to win this series, and it goes anywhere near the way it's gone, Giannis is, this is going to go down as one of the all-time legend-building series. And if it ends up being, you know, a Bill Walton type, where, you know, knock on wood for Giannis, he doesn't seem injury-prone at all. But even if it were the only time it ever happened, it would still be with Dwayne Wade uh, in 06, in with yeah. one of these, like, even though he had Shaq, who at the time... Shaq was like second team All-NBA that year, if I recall. So it's not even close, really, to that. That's just a year we think of a guy carrying a team with all the foul shots and all that. But this will be unusual. Even Michael didn't do this. Uh, Now, we can say it's an unusual year. And if he had to face the Lakers and if they had to, you know, they wouldn't have even even gotten past Brooklyn if it was. Yeah, maybe. But that maybe was the things that led Giannis to be who he is today. Because let me ask you this. He's playing differently than we've ever seen him play. It isn't he's making more shots. He's doing what everyone seems to have wanted him to do is stop shooting from outside and get your butt down in the paint. Why, Jonas? I mean, if you had, I don't know, you listen to a lot of interviews. You listen to commentary. Is there any sense of why he's finally doing what everyone in you know the Twitter's verse has wanted him to do all along?
2: I don't. It's very strange, and especially considering this is coming off the injury. Because coming off a knee injury, my thought would be, well, he's probably going to rely on his jump shot more. You know, like an old man shooting yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah, like Arvita Sabonis back in the day. By, by the time he came over to the NBA, he was basically just a jump shooter. He could still and, pass though. Uh, yeah, no, he was, was fun to watch. <laughs> um, but but he, to be honest, I would have assumed already right, he's going to become more of a jump shooter. He doesn't have that explosion to be able to get to the basket, and it's been the opposite. It's almost like this shook him into playing the way that a lot of people wanted him to play and I also think this And we we threw out I know in previewing the series MVP odds I think it's a wrap it's either Chris Paul or Giannis I think we're we're done it's either Chris Paul or Giannis is going to win the MVP
1: yeah I mean Crowder certainly the the bloom is off the rose there but that was almost as if I mean again not that it's a horrible thing but I'm just saying he doesn't feel competitive right now for the MVP what we'll do is get those MVP odds And I'm going to make the following case, is if you look at what the odds are for the MVP and you look at Milwaukee's odds, they're about the same between Giannis and Milwaukee. Maybe, just maybe, the values on Giannis, because could you imagine maybe Milwaukee losing and Giannis winning the MVP, I think it's possible.
2: For- Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan.
1: He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. With Washington, because part of it feels like, yeah, you'd want to get that behind you and all the controversy. But on the other hand, part of it feels like if you tweaked it enough to content people, but it echoed the past. It feels like it'd be like, yeah, they never had any malicious intent. It just was, you know, went too far one way. They brought it back and everyone's happy. Eh, that's interesting because it feels like by saying you, they want nothing to do with it, that they're pleading guilty to what the past was about, which maybe that's what they're doing. But, you know, I, I that's an interesting debate. Like, if, if, what would you do, Jonas, just from a business sense? If you were the decision-maker in Washington, would you completely go the other direction or think about some variation on a theme?
2: Because of all the heat they've gotten in, because of the situation they're in with other aspects of the organization and just the drama mm. that's there, the workplace environment, all the stuff that's gone down, I think you got to go completely the other way. Yeah, I, that's I, a smart— I, Yeah, I would see the point, though, because if, if you go completely the other way and it's just based on the name, you're acknowledging we were way off this entire time. Yeah, um,
1: because you were defending it just till recently.
2: Yeah. Yes, and so it, the, the fact that they were so uh, uh, set in stone, this is our name and defiant about it, um, and, but all the other things mixed in, I think they just got to come
1: up with another name altogether. You know, Joan is surprised. I mean, listen, it's a sharp guy, but he, <laughs> he's always humble, but he, he, he gives you some insight. Let's get Speaking of another sharp guy, let's get some odds, specifically the rundown on the MVP odds, and then we're going to compare those to Milwaukee's odds of winning the title. Let's go first with the favorites for the MVP. Mackenzie.
0: The favorite to win the finals MVP is Chris Paul at minus 225. Next up is Giannis at plus 225. After him, it drops all the way off to Devin Booker, who's third at 10-1. to one. All right, and then don't Deion worry about Aiden that. At- That's enough. Okay, yeah. so give me the updated series price. The Bucks are plus 220. The Suns are minus 255.
1: Wow. All right, so what we're saying here is that Chris Paul with Phoenix and Giannis with Milwaukee are proxies for their teams to win. If Phoenix wins, Chris Paul is going to win the MVP pretty much. And the distance between those payouts are small enough. It's not worth the chance, right? So, you know, if you really like – because some people will say, oh, well, I I don't think there's any chance that – uh, they could, uh, you know, Tampa Bay could win. and Tom Brady doesn't win it, and they try to take that that slightly better price on the MVP. But man, you're you're not accounting for a lot of possibilities that can happen. They don't seem likely, but they do. Here, though, it, it's like who would even want to take the chance? If you if you want to bet Phoenix to win, you might as well bet Phoenix to win because they're saying it's almost a sure thing. It's going to be Chris Paul. Here's my question, Jonas. Can't If this series went exactly the same way from here, so three more games, four wins in total by Phoenix, so two more, one win by Milwaukee, but Giannis plays identical ball, points, everything's exactly the same, actually, in this hypothetical. Doesn't Giannis win the MVP? Um, I don't hmm. think so. Really? I,
2: I, see, I, I think that there's such a push for Chris Paul that I feel like if Phoenix wins it, he's going to be the story. Even though, I, look, if, if, it's a, if it's about who's the best player in the finals, it's been Giannis and it's not even close. Um, but I think that there's been such a push for Chris Paul that I just don't see it happening any other
1: way. I tell you, it would only take one stinker. I mean, Chris, I mean Phoenix can win a game and have a stinker or, uh, and Chris Paul have a stinker. If he had one stinker in those next three, I mean, he only had 19 points. In this last game, I... I, all I'm saying is it's it's greater than zero the chance. So my thought would be if you're bet, but how does Milwaukee win without Giannis winning? Yeah, and
2: uh, and, and the only guy to do it I think was Jerry West. I think he's the only guy to win uh, a Finals MVP. Yeah, but MVP. it wasn't
1: it, it wasn't it LeBron and Iggy that year where it was I can't remember exactly how, but it, there was a there was a time recently where there was a real chance of it. it yeah, felt like.
2: yeah, I think it was the, I think it was LeBron. It was that uh, first Finals because I I think Kyrie Irving got injured. I think. Kevin Love yeah. was banged up, and so LeBron was really their only guy going against the Warriors that first time
1: around. So so to me, it, this feels like even a better chance of that. There's the narrative, Giannis, 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 and, and you've got a weak favorite. You're right. Narrative-wise, Chris Paul is a strong favorite, but if you if he wasn't – if it was like you don't know the names on the jerseys and all you did was look at the box scores, you'd be saying, like, really, who would be the MVP? It'd be yeah. hard. No, I agree. So, so to me, all it takes is one flick of the narrative, and it's like, yeah, Phoenix won. I mean, imagine he puts up 45 and loses you know, a, a game in Phoenix to, to close it out against him, and Chris Paul has even an average game. I'll tell you this, if I had my choice between Giannis for MVP or Milwaukee to win it, and Giannis the M V P give me those numbers one more time, McKenzie. Giannis is plus payout and then Phoenix is or I'm sorry, Milwaukee's plus payout.
0: Giannis is plus two twenty five, his team the Bucks are plus two twenty.
1: Okay, so it's almost identical. So now the they're saying if Milwaukee wins, Giannis is gonna win the M V P for sure. Now the question is, is there any chance that Milwaukee loses and Giannis wins the MVP if there is Giannis will be the better bat than Milwaukee. All right, we went long. When we come back, we're going to give you the baseball odds on the Home Run Derby when we come back.
2: He's RJ Bell, I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com.
1: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas
2: Knox, voice of you, the fan. And, R.J., we've been talking about the NBA Finals today, most notably the performance thus far by one Giannis Antetokounmpo.
1: Yeah, so I teased it earlier, so I want to get to it. Delivering on the teases is very important, Jonas, and radio. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> <laughs> I've ignored it, but, you know, it's not a good thing. Is I believe the irony of this is that you've got a coach in Milwaukee That everyone has said, oh, he doesn't do adjustments, Boone doesn't do adjustments good enough, blah, 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 blah. I think just maybe, just maybe that he thinking that is shooting three, I mean, threes or outside shots. I mean, what is the biggest change in the NBA in the last five, seven years since Golden State? is the old school centers playing with your back to the basket, being in the box and all that stuff is outdated. It's not efficient. You hear that all the time. Well, isn't it interesting that Milwaukee had a old school player in Giannis that was trying to play new school, and it was to everyone's chagrin. No one liked the way that he played in that regard. Isn't it possible that – Instead of keeping pounding down low, he's going to hear the chirping and think, oh, no, 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 that's old school basketball. We better do something different. And that's maybe why Giannis hasn't stayed down in the box for so long because the coach was worried about criticism that they were playing old school basketball. And that might be the only thing that can stop him if they say, no, we got to play new school. Uh, that would be interesting.
2: Yeah, and RJ, uh, also interesting, coming up later on tonight, we've got ourselves the Home Run Derby. We didn't have it last year, but 8 Eastern time, a little over an hour from now, uh, the stars of baseball are in Denver to take part in All-Star Week, uh, but the Home Run Derby comes up later on tonight.
1: Okay, so read me the top couple favorites, McKenzie and the Derby.
0: Shohei Otani is the favorite at 3-1, to one, then Texas third baseman Joey Gallo, plus 450, and then Mets first baseman Pete Alonzo at plus 550.
1: For those who like the mob, check out Crazy Joey Gallo from back in the day. But I actually like Gallo plus 450 as a pizza bet because I think that with the love of Otani, obviously that's skewing the odds. Mackenzie, you got a quick pizza bet yourself?
0: Yes, just echoing the great Sleepy Jay on the pregame forums. He likes. Pete Alonso. Now, this was canceled last year, but if it wasn't, this would be your defending champion. Most experience in the field. He likes them. I like him at plus 550.
1: All right. So, small things there. By the way, Jonas, I, I'm sure you saw the Team USA losing. Yes. They were actually 29 and a half point underdogs and. Teams like this in the college basketball, that big of an underdog, were 0-0 for 161. That's, That's how crazy. big of an upset it was.
2: We are back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here, Fox Sports Radio.
1: <laughs>